Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Lord, be on my mind, be on my lips, and in my heart. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea. In the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. And he said to them, Come after me. I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets. He called them. And immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. I bet you know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. I bet you know that he was raised in Nazareth. I bet you know that he went to Jerusalem often and preached in the temple and there was crucified. How much do you think about, and I have to admit I never thought much about it, that most of his ministry was in Capernaum. He moved from Nazareth to minister in Capernaum. Now, there's probably many reasons for it, and we don't really know, but probably one of the main reasons was Capernaum was a business town. There was lots of activity going on. It was bigger than Nazareth. Its industry was fishing, and Perhaps most importantly, an international trade route from Egypt to Damascus traveled through Capernaum. And so from Capernaum, Jesus was able to use human business, human structures, to 
spread the gospel and to reach out to many people. He could go to many towns along the sea, either by foot or by boat, and he could have the people journeying throughout the world stop by and carry his message elsewhere. Turns out, even the early Christian church greatly benefited from the Roman Empire, even though it oppressed Christians. With the international trade routes, even their conquering other nations allowed the gospel to spread. It's helpful for me, because me, a church person that hangs out in church and tries to get so many people to get involved in church, we need to recognize that God needs people in the world. And business and God are not separate. God loves business. We co-create with God to create a world of advancement. But God wants to use all that still for His not only ours. So He says to His disciples, I invite you to be fishermen, but fishermen not just for yourselves and for your family, but fishermen for me, for my mission. And, because I love you, your family too. Jesus is calling his disciples to a higher purpose. To take all they have and to apply it, but to apply it to a higher purpose to share in the mission. That's a big part of today's message. So how about you? Any fishermen out there? Fisherwomen? But I don't know. We probably have doctors, lawyers, teachers, housemen, housewives, house husbands, uh, athletes, workers in the post office, workers and restaurants, God knows what. All of them. And all of them you can be a teacher for Jesus or a teacher for yourself. A house husband or a housewife for God or for yourself and your family. A business person for God or for others. And in business, for example, you probably know better than I the many ways we can serve God. I've heard businesses that go out of their way to hire people who otherwise wouldn't get hired and lose a little money perhaps or spend effort, effort, extra effort and money to train them. Or businesses that produce things that really help humankind. Businesses that become very conscious about helping and giving back to their community and caring for others. Even in the workplace, people we run into, we can witness to and share that, hey, last week I went to church and I heard this great idea. What do you think about this? There are so many ways that in this we can promote the kingdom of God. God wants that. And God needs that. And so, in order to do that, I think there's still a little a bit of an important topic being presented does it ever occur to you very strange that as you 
side, as Jesus is walking by these disciples, or those to be disciples, and they're involved in their business, in their family. And he says, come follow me, and they drop everything, they come follow me. That's not very realistic, is it? Now, many scripture scholars talk about this, and they theorize that, you know, they must have known Jesus somehow, some way. There must have been something going on. But if that was true, I think it's very plausible. The gospel did not relate that. Because whatever was going on, however they were awkwardly coming to know Jesus, to be a disciple, there needs to come a point where you drop everything and put God first in your life. And in a way, everything changes, but nothing changes. We are fishermen, but now instead of for ourselves, we're fishermen for God. And if you ask me, that point of dropping our nets and following Jesus is a miracle. It is not humanly rational to do that. It sounds irresponsible, does it not? But if those disciples had some miracle where they recognized that this Jesus was not only a person, but truly God, they were able to follow and trust and put God first. And so, in order to truly be a disciple, a fisherman for Jesus, a businessman for Jesus, a hospital worker for Jesus, we must first have that miracle encounter with Jesus. And it starts awkwardly. We get to know him through our teacher, through what we read. But at some point, something happens. You know we're undergoing this pathway to discipleship where we have three steps to discover, follow, share. That's the whole idea. Recognizing that there's one thing to learn your faith, but at some point a miracle happens and you own that faith. It becomes something very important, so important, so life-giving, that you want to share it with others. God's leading us all on a journey to discover Him, to follow Him, and to share in His mission of proclaiming the gospel. Friday, we went to a theology on path, and the topic was the gift that children are to their families and to their parents. Any children out there, remind your parents that you're a great gift to them. But what they were saying is that it's part of God's plan because when two adults share in a common mission, they grow closer together. As they work and raise their children with their time and their coordination, as they share concern and love for their children, they grow together. Jesus planned that same thing for us. Jesus wants us to fall in love with Him. And that can happen through prayer, such that we want to follow Him. But it grows to our serving Him, sharing a common mission, so that His joy is our joy. And He delights, we delight. And He cries, we cry. And we are His hands and feet and heart. Today, we call the disciples of Jesus to you.
use all that we are and do to build up the kingdom, to share that good news with one another. But first, we must truly encounter that good news and experience. And that's a beautiful thing to pray. Lord Jesus, I don't know if I could really follow you that completely as those disciples. But show me your power. Take my heart. Show me that this is really what's best for me. Help me to make this whole step so that I can't.